Chapter Nine of A Sweet Little Maid. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Diana Moylinger. A Sweet Little Maid by Amy Ella Blanchard. Chapter Nine. Downtown. Don't you want to go downtown for me, girls? Said Mrs. Dallas one pleasant morning. I can't send bubbles very well. Oh yes," said Dimple. "What are we to get?" "Several things," replied her mother. "Go and get ready, and I will tell you." "May we take Celestine and Rubina?" asked Florence. "I don't think I would, for you will have packages, and they will be in the way." "Don't let's take them anyhow," Florence said. Dimple, I was thinking this morning that their frocks are too thick for summer. So they ran off to get ready. Now said Mrs. Dallas as they came back, "I want you to go to Fink's and get me four yards of trimming like this sample. If they haven't exactly like it, the nearest will do. Then I want you to get me four lemons. You may go to old Mrs. Wills for those, and if she has any fresh eggs, you may get a dozen. And uh, oh yes, a bottle of vanilla extract." Now don't be too long, for I shall want to use some of the things this morning. They promised and went off without delay. It was a pleasant July morning, and they started gaily down the street, which was shaded by trees and bordered on each side by pretty cottages, with gardens in front. There is Mrs. Brown," said Dimple. "Let's cross over, Florence. She will be sure to stop us if we don't." Who is Mrs. Brown?" asked Florence. Oh, she's a woman," returned Dimple. "I suppose she's very nice, but she's so solemn, and is always telling me that she hopes I will grow up to be a comfort to my mother and not a care and burden. And she always says it as if there wasn't the least doubt, but that I would be a care and a burden. And I don't like her. Do you know, Mamma and Mrs. Hardy have been friends for over twenty years, and Mamma is Rock's godmother. How do you know? Mamma told me." I asked her how she came to know Rox's mother, and she said she used to know her when she was a little girl like me, and when they were young ladies, they were great friends. Then Mamma was married and came here, and Rox's mother was married and went to California. When her husband died, she came back to Baltimore to live. Here is Fink's. We have to go in here. This was the largest dry goods shop in the town, and the clerks all knew Dimple. What can we do for you this morning, Miss Dallas?" said one of them, leaning over the counter. "Mamma wants four yards of this trimming," said Dimple, holding out her sample. The man took it, turned it over to examine both sides, and took down a box. Four yards, did you say? Yes," said Dimple. He measured it off, saying, "Don't you want some cards? We have some just in with a lot of goods." I would rather have a box," said Dimple, "for I have a new doll, and I wanted to put her sashes in. You don't object to having both, do you?" said he. "Suppose I put the cards in the box. How would that do?" "Oh, that would be very nice," said Dimple. "You are very kind." As he went off, she turned to Florence and said in a low tone, "I didn't like to ask him for two boxes, but I will give you the cards." "No matter," said Florence. I don't care very much for the box. However, when the man returned, he had two boxes with four pretty cards in each. Thank you so much," said the girls, highly pleased. 
he's a real nice man said florence when they were in the street i didn't believe he would think of me yes i think he is nice said dimple besides he has known me ever since i was a baby he mightn't be so nice to a stranger they next came to a little low brown building with one window as they went in at the door a small bell over it tinkled and a voice said in a minute while they waited they looked about the shop which was quite a curiosity to florence in the window were jars of candy red and white gingerbread horses shoestrings oranges lemons and dolls strung along in a line the largest in the middle and the smallest at each end besides these there were tops whistles writing paper pencil scrap pictures and variety of other things all jumbled up together inside the glass case and the shelves were full and from the ceiling hung rolls of cotton and tissue paper toy wagons jumping jacks and hoops what a funny place whispered florence but just then a funnier old woman came in her face looked like a withered apple it was so wrinkled and rosy her eyes were bright and her gray hair was combed back under a high white cap as she came behind the counter florence saw that one of her hands was very much scarred and the fingers bent she wondered what had happened to it well little dollars girl it's you is it and how is my pretty with her dimples and curls <laughs> the little dollars girl said the old woman mamma wants four lemons mrs wills said dimple four lemons four four said the old woman going to a box and taking them out and she wants to know if you have any fresh eggs fresh eggs <laughs> fresh eggs how many i'll see a dozen if you have them well we'll have to go and find them little girls who is the other little girl my cousin said dimple adolus no her name is florence graham 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 adolus and a graham come you two then and we'll see if we can find any eggs they followed mrs wills through the back room in the yard the room they passed through was very clean and held a stove with a little tin kettle on it a bed with a patchwork quilt a shining little table and several chairs with flowers painted on them the yard was quite a curiosity and seemed to be given up entirely to pigeons and chickens who made a great fuss flying up on the old woman's shoulder and pecking at her while an old duck waddled solemnly after giving a quack once in a while to let them know she was there mrs wills took them to the hen-house and told them where to look for the eggs as dimple had been there before she knew where to look and they soon made up the dozen the old duck followed them in the house and was waddling after them into the shop when mrs willis with a shoo shoo drove her out now dollars girl now graham girl said mrs wills does the mother need anything else today there was something else said dimple but i can't think what can you florence there were four things i know said florence but i don't remember the fourth a apples b brooms c crackers d dustpans went on miss wills rapidly and then paused no not any of those said dimple e extract said mrs wills yes that's it you have guessed mrs wills vanilla please e extract e extract said the old woman as she hunted in a dark corner and see coconut cakes red or white she asked opening the case white said dimple 
"'But, Mrs. Wills, tut, tut, don't you say it, don't you say it, or I'll take back my eggs,' she said, as she handed each of the children a cake. "'Thank you, Mrs. Wills. When I'm grown up, I'll make you a great big cake and send it to you,' said Dimple. That pleased the old woman mightily, and she nodded good-bye to them, saying, "'Lemons, eggs, and extract,' over and over to herself. "'What a ridiculous old woman,' said Florence. "'Is she crazy?' "'No,' said Dimple, "'but she is queer. She is good, though, and Mamma always buys everything from her that she can, and she feels so bad if I don't take the things she offers me that I have to accept them. What is the matter with her hand?' She burnt it, trying to save her child from burning. "'Did she save it?' "'No, and that is what makes her so queer. She has never been the same since.' "'My, how warm it is getting,' said Florence. I am glad we had broad-brimmed hats. Let's hurry home. There is your Mrs. Brown again. Oh, dear, said Dimple, let us turn up the street. It is just as near to go home this way. And so they turned the corner and reached home before Mrs. Brown knew which way they had gone. Suppose we watch Sylvie make cake, said Dimple, when they had delivered their packages. She always lets me watch her, and then we can scrape the bowl. Don't you like to? I never do at home, said Florence. I cook is so cross, and Mamma does not like me to go into the kitchen. My Mamma doesn't care. She lets me go whenever I please, and sometimes I help Bubbles clean knives and do such things, so she can get through and play with me sooner. Sylvie, we are coming to watch you make cake, may we? I'm not caring, said Sylvie. Get round on the other side of the table. See her break the eggs, said Florence. Could you do it, Dimple? I'd be sure to get the yolks all mixed with the whites, and she just turns one half into the other as easily. I'd be afraid to try, said Dimple, but when I am a little bigger, I mean to make a cake myself. I believe I could now if I had someone to tell me. I wouldn't try just yet, said Sylvie, briskly beating the whites of the eggs to a froth. Could you, Sylvie, when you were a little girl? asked Florence. Laws, no. I was nigh as big as I am now, and then I made a poor fist at it, said Sylvie, laughing at the recollection. What was the matter? asked Dimple. Too much butter and sugar, and not enough flour. It rose up beautifully at first, and then down it went. When I took it out of the oven, it was like a taffy. I felt plumb bad, I tell you, but I did better next time. So saying, she turned her cake into the pans, and giving each of the children a spoon, bade them take the bowl between them out on the steps, and lick to their heart's content. "'You aren't going to make another cake right away, are you, Sylvie?' asked Dimple, looking up from her bowl. "'And, oh, Florence, see all those turnovers. Are you really going to make another cake, Sylvie?' "'Yes, miss, some several of them.' "'What for?' "'Your ma done told me to,' replied Sylvie, with a smile. "'I'm going to ask her about it.' I know she doesn't intend we shall eat them all. Perhaps there is going to be a church supper, or a strawberry festival, or something. Come on, Florence, let's go and see about it. And throwing down their spoons, they went to hunt up Mrs. Dallas. They found her in the dining room, making salad dressing, and upon the table there was a newly boiled ham, and a quantity of chopped chicken. There now, Mamma is doing something about eating too, exclaimed Dimple. I'd just like to know what it is all for. Won't you tell us, Mamma? Are you going to have a tea or anything like that? 
not exactly like that but we are going on picnic oh oh a picnic tell us mamma who is going are we children to go yes you children mrs hardy and rock the spears the neils and the jacksons mr atkinson too i think which jacksons mr david jackson's family mr atkinson's is not sure of being here but he hopes to be able to get off oh good tell us some more mamma we are going to start early tomorrow afternoon if it is pleasant we will take supper with us we are going up the river to the island and have our meal there fine fine oh florence you have never been to the island and it is just lovely there i think you are very good to let us go mamma after running away in the boat who ever heard of any one running away in a boat laughed mrs dallas now be good children and keep out of the way for sylvia and i have a lot to do we'll be good as possible mamma but just one more question are you going to take bubbles i hadn't thought of it oh do please she'd be a lot of help and she'd simply jump out of her skin if she thought she would be allowed to go then we'd better let her stay in her skin she would be very uncomfortable without it even in this warm weather please mamma mrs dallas considered for a moment then said well yes upon the whole i think it would be rather a good plan but she must not neglect her work to-day if she gets through all that she has to do by the time we start she may go but not otherwise she will have extra work to-day because sylvie is more than usually busy may we help her a little bit we could clean the knives and shell the peas i think that would be very kind of you if you did and may we tell her if you like the two little girls ran off to where bubbles was watching out dish towels by the kitchen door bubbles bubbles you are going on picnic cried dimple bubbles dropped the dish tower she was dowsing up and down in the water me miss dimple me who say so mamma there is to be a picnic to-morrow and you are to go along with us aren't you glad hm hm i reckon i is all them cakes and pies and good eatings and i gwine have some for they git smashed up and soft and gwine i wait the ladies and gentlemen's ain't it fine she gave a twist to her towel and shook it out with a snap then she was overtaken by a sudden fear you ain't a fool in me is you no of course not i wouldn't be so mean as to fool you about such a thing but mamma says you mustn't dwaddle to-day so hurry up and get those towels done sylvie's going to be awfully busy so you'll have to help her but we are going to clean the knives for you and shell the peas bring them down to the little house we are going down there we might set the table too florence thank you ma'am miss dimple thank you miss florence bubbles's face was beaming and her slim black legs went scuddling into the house with more than their usual agility i shouldn't wonder if rock were to come over florence said dimple then he can help us to shout the piece so we can have some time to play rock will want to talk over the picnic and he will want to see how the garden is coming on i think the pumpkin wine is coming up i can't tell whether it is that or a weed but rock will know rock always thinks of such nice place i hope he will come returned florence and indeed they had hardly established themselves on the porch of the little house before the boy's cheery whistle was heard and the three children after faithfully fulfilling the promise to bubbles to relieve her some of her tasks determined to invent a new play 
I'll tell you what we'll do, said Rock. We'll dig a cave over here, and we'll pretend a company of bandits live in it, and they will capture one of your dolls. Then we'll go to the rescue. Who'll be the bandits? Why, let me see. We'll take sticks of wood, little branches with two prongs, like this. They make the legs, you see. And then we'll stick on something round for the heads, turnips or onions or something like that. There aren't any turnips this time of year, returned Dimple, and onions smell so strong. We can get potatoes, though, and they have eyes, so I should think they would make very good heads. Rock laughed. So they will. I'll go and see if Mamma will let me have how many? Oh, half a dozen or so. Dimple started for the house, then suddenly remembered that she had promised not to bother her mother, and she stood still for a moment. But the idea of the bandits was too alluring, and so she proceeded to the house, putting her head timidly in at the dining room door, where her mother was still busy. Mamma, said Dimple, are potatoes very expensive? No, not very. What a funny question. Did you come all the way in here to ask that? No, Mamma, not exactly. But do they cost too much for you to give us half a dozen for our bandits? For your bandits? What do you mean? Why, we are going to have a lovely play, Rock made it up, and we can't have any bandits unless we have hats for them, and I said potatoes would do, because they have eyes. Maybe you have half a dozen. Mrs. Dallas smiled. Yes, but you must not ask Sylvie or Bubbles to get them for you. I'll get them if you will tell me where they are. They are down in the cellar. Please, Dimple, don't bother me again. Try to play without coming up after things all the time. Yes, Mamma, Dimple replied very meekly. I wouldn't have come this time if it had been for anything but the bandits. Mrs. Dallas let her go, and then called her back, for she had seen a little wistful look in the child's face when her mother spoke shortly. Come, kiss me, dear, she said. I want you to know that you are quite welcome to the potatoes. They will make very inexpensive and harmless playthings, and I hope your bandits will turn out just as you want them to. Dimple gave a grateful hug. You may stop in the kitchen and get a turnover apiece for you three children. Tell Sylvia I said you might. Oh, Mamma, how dear you are! and the happy little face disappeared. The six potato-headed bandits proved most venturesome creatures, and kept their captives safe from her would-be rescuers, till she was redeemed by the payment for a hundred pieces of gold, represented by buttercup petals, and the morning passed so quickly that the children could scarcely believe it, when Bubbles came, as they had told her to do, to tell them it was time to set the dinner-table. "'Shall I fill up the cave?' Rock asked. Oh, no, we might want to use it again, Dimple decided. That was such a lovely, exciting play, Rock. Then we had better cover up the cave. Someone might step in it and get hurt. After hunting around, an old batter tin pan was found, which was laid over the entrance, but alas, it was not proof against Bubbles's unfairy-like tread, for she stepped in on that very evening, and down she went, but, as luck had it, she did nothing worse than scratch her toes upon a very rough body of the bandit chief. Although, be it confessed, he fared worse by the encounter than she did, for he had both legs broke beyond hope of saving. The next morning he was carefully carried away to the hospital, and devotedly nursed by one of Dimples's dolls, but he never recovered, though he lingered for several days. 
His funeral was quite a magnificent affair, and he was buried with proper ceremonies under the very tree upon which he originally grew. End of chapter 9